Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hello, I'm Russell Kane. Welcome to Man Baggage. This is the space where I slap my man baggage on the table and I unpack it. We get boys to talk about the things we wish men would talk about ladies. Why am I talking to an implied female listener? I'll tell you why. We started a man baggage, formerly Boys Don't Cry. I think I've lost my mind. Well, I have lost my mind. I've also retired from the podcast. Both are true. Um, we started it as like a, a safe space for men to use humour and banter to discuss their mental health issues and the secret things that men go through. Lo and behold, 70% female listenership. Why? Girls are nosy. They want to know what's going on in men's heads, it turns out. Now, normally I would have at least two or three men here grilling them, finding out what makes the cogs tick. We are, at the time of recording, still living with the consequences of some selfish fucker eating a pangolin. So we're recording this remotely, uh, meaning I only have the wonderful Stephen Bailey's brain to open and look inside. So let me uncork that russet bonnet and find out what dwells beneath. Stephen <laughs> Bailey, welcome. Thanks for having me. This is going to be a dark place to be, Russell Kane. Why? Well, in my brain, you don't know what's going on. There's, there's some shirtless pictures of you in there if you dig deep. Do you know what? You're weirdly on topic for today's topic, which I'm going to tell you in a moment. Now, we couldn't do this. We couldn't have me and Stephen opining about, well, you know what boys are like? Let me give you my experience of men like, because we know what girls are like. It would not be fair. We cannot drift into stereotypes about what females think and feel in relation, particularly in relation to today's subject. So we must have a female auditor to keep us in line. And also, arguably, today's topic affects women far more than it affects men. So I am honoured to welcome... To man baggage, Laura Whitmore in the house. Laura, how are you doing? Laura Whitmore in her house. In her <laughs> house. Where she is. Uh, what, a, what a responsibility to be the only female on this, but an honour by two of my favourite funny men. Oh, that's nice to hear. Oh, and so, of course, Laura... Forget we, about the husband. Yeah. He's not here. He's not on this simple. <laughs> no, once you, you're no longer a man in the eyes of your woman once you become a father. You're sort of a neuter. You know the one, like, one of those cats that doesn't have testicles, but he's still technically a male. <laughs> oh, lovely. Visual. That's what I am, a neuter. Um, so, uh, Laura, obviously your life has changed massively recently. You've had a baby. Congratulations. Oh, yeah. I thought you were just going to say I kind of changed a new flavour of ice cream that we got in the house. So that was that was a big change. Because I, I used to always stick with the salted caramel, but I've gone in for chocolate fudge brownie. But yeah, I've also had a baby. So well done on that. It is, it is awesome. I've done that myself. Not me personally. Although if I could have grown it myself and given birth would you? My... Would you? Yeah. if you could have would you yeah and i think Lindsay, we are very much that sort of couple as well you know um, <laughs> I'm, i do want to leave my baby and Lindsay's like on the iron apple website then she'll be fine i, I met Lindsay, girl after my own heart <laughs> we are we we split things equally anyway yeah. what i want to talk to we'll talk to you guys today dear listeners is about privacy now let's just define privacy because it lives on this boundary with secrecy and the two will cross over and I'm sure we will accidentally interchange the terms so try not to get too frustrated but privacy is the ability of an individual or group to seclude themselves or information about themselves and express themselves selectively this is key now when something is private to a person it usually means it's something that is inherently special 
or sensitive to them. Privacy. Now, normally I would go straight into my male guest uh, because this is ultimately about men and man baggage and all the shit that goes wrong with men's heads. But I have to go to Laura Whitmore today. What the hell is it like being a woman in the public eye who's had a baby trying to keep some sort of privacy? I'm so buzzing today. I'm buzzing like Lindsay's fucking toy drawer next to her bed to announce today's panel. Um, the boy's brain that I'm going to be grilling is the one and only Pete Wicks himself. Woo! Shim- shimmering male, first seen emerging uh, by the side of a pool in Towie, now just a general uh, sort of media god, really. You'll see him ho- panel shows, hosting his own bits and pieces, podcasting. Um, do you still do a bit of the old Towie as well, Pete? I, uh, do you know what? Last night I finished the Towie finale. And, and so you're still, you're going back, you'll go back for more series if asked, you're still in? Ooh. D- to be, to be <laughs> confirmed. <laughs> Spoiler alert, I died in the last episode. Yeah. It's like I knew it yeah. was fake. It was like Brookside, mate. <laughs> they sent in a helicopter, killed everyone off and they're starting again. And Pete, of course, did the first lesbian kiss ever on Towie. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> made history. <laughs> Uh, yeah, mate. It's like, oh my god, it's a lesbian kiss, and we turn around, and it was Pete Wicks. It was like a, it was like a, a, a twist when we saw his shimmering because I'm worth it locks, <laughs> and uh, and the girl making sure we don't drift into sexist generalizations and that because I'll bang your head together. It's the one, the only Vicky Patterson. Vicky back again, one of the most popular guests. I keep asking you back because you just fucking tell it how it is. Is that true? Oh my god, that's so nice. Thank you. Well, you just give you 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 give the voice to to women that they want to hear, and then one of the most curious things about this podcast is recently we rebranded it for technical reasons. Okay. We've had to rename it um, Man Baggage, and uh, we we were thinking, well, what should we call it? Because we want our men to continue clicking on it and listening. And we researched seventy percent female listeners to this fucking thing. Doesn't surprise us. It's because women are so desperate to know what's going on inside these filthy, hairy apes' heads. We're nosy. So, We're nosy. <laughs> exactly. Most of the time, let's face it, it's not much. Uh, as I've, I've said it before, and I'll say it again, if you want to understand the Haynes manual of a bloke, it's basically a pump with a stick on the end. Yes. That's it. A difficult um, and, and a tough one. And I think I've been in this industry for over a decade now and um there's a lot of things that can come with the territory as people assume and think um but privacy is something i have really been looking at a lot recently and um something that i think when it affects you is one thing when it affects other people in your family it's a whole whole other ball game and um it's something i've been doing a lot of research on recently my background was journalism and when you when you (laughs) are in class and you're studying, you know, people give you all this information, you study media law, you get given the Ipsu code of conduct, and then you have real life. And then you realize people print whatever the hell they want to do. And uh, things happen, which you don't think should be allowed. And yet they do. And many of the reasons why things happen is because people don't complain about it. Because there are some laws in place that we just don't know about. And there's that pressure where there's an acceptance because there's a um, precedent of, of, well, women are always treated like this. When I first started uh, on MTV I remember I've spoken about this a lot before I remember being upskirted by a photographer that in the picture was in a newspaper but I didn't say anything because I've seen it happen to every other woman that's um, an assault now that's legally sexual assault now isn't it that the, it's yeah the voyeurism act was put in a few years ago and it was initiated by a woman called Gina Martin but I, like I'm annoyed at myself because I accepted it at the time and I didn't say anything because I was mortified I was so embarrassed that picture was out there and it was 
I mean, if that man didn't have the guise of of that, you know, selling that to a paper, that was his job. I mean, that is illegal. It's, That's it's a story. Just a That's per, a, it's a per it's, it's a for getting paid. <laughs> Yeah. So if you don't get paid, you go to prison. But if you get yeah. paid, it's a job. Professional um, pervert. So I think I've been annoyed at myself for a long time for not saying anything. And then recently, I guess you become more protective when you have a child. Um, mm. There are laws there um, within the code of conduct as well when it comes to children and details of children's business. There's, you know, there's quite, I'm sure you'll talk about this, but consent. Um, you, you know, what you choose and what you don't choose. What is public interest? What is not public interest? And I think, I think the, the lines have blurred a lot, especially with social media and what we choose to put up online can i put up a picture of me and my husband on instagram does that mean that the press are entitled to take a picture of us outside our house no but those lines are blurred and it's really interesting having this conversation because i've kind of had it with women in the past i've never really spoken to men about it and mm. um, bar my other half um and i remember when i first started in mtv and i worked with ricky Hayward williams and melvin o'doom and I was a bit pissed off that they they didn't get the type of press that I was. They didn't have someone trying to take pictures of up their skirt. Well, they weren't wearing skirts, but you know what I mean? Mm. Like, or whatever. And I just was like, oh, this is just the way it is if you're a woman. But I'm really intrigued by this conversation and this narrative to look at it from the male gaze. Well, let's dive straight in with Stephen Bailey now. I will join you here, Bailey. Let's yeah. not pretend you and I are like, please don't put the camera on me. I'm not enjoying it. So let's drop the bullshit straight away. I know. Because I'm if like, a glitter gun picture, went off, I would run into the glitter cloud topless and try and get in the Daily Mail. Fact. <laughs> the only reason I do it, don't do it, to be honest, is to be completely honest here, is not because I value my privacy and do with my body on, online. I wish it was that, Laura. There's so much of me wishes. I'd love to lie. Sadly, I'm cursed by telling the truth. And the truth is, I just thought it think it would look too beggy and cheap and I'll get slated for it. But do I want to run topless with glitter on my body every minute of every day? Appreciate the honesty. <laughs> if I had a better body, I would totally do that. <laughs> I I really I just want to sell tickets, so I don't mind. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. This is why I love Stephen because he says he says what what's really going down, and I'm the same. And what a friggin' lineup I have for you today. Ladies and gentlemen, and non-binaries in between, 2021, hashtag trending. I've got Paul Mort in the house, although given he's from the northeast, he's probably gives that a lot more fucking syllables than I've given it. How many syllables do you give it, Paul Mort? Mate, I tell you, that is the best Geordie accent that I've heard. <laughs> I swear, that is quite impressive. Well, quite well, impressive. So, yeah. If, if your ears were up, Mort. Oh, it's a South Shield. That's like a South Shields controlling of the T at the end. There, slight like a bit of a South Shields that inflection. Is South Shields. It is. Are you are you from is, South yeah. Shields? I am from South Shields. Yeah. How did you know that? Well, because it's a, a controlled Geordie sound. Trying to, it's very sim, <laughs> it's very similar to the difference between a London accent and an Essex accent. So if you listen to a London accent, very open, lack control, school gates open, ran through them, smoked weed, sold playstations. The Essex accent. You do have the moron vowels, but you have a clipped camp precision at the end where we're desperately trying to sound a bit more educated and posh than we are. And I'm afraid <laughs> South Shields is the same in relation to proper hardcore. Mate, do you know? Do you know what's mad? It's like it's like I've, I've got you know you know Chris Ramsey, right? Yeah, yeah, of course. So Chris is a friend of mine, and and it's like one of those things where you're like, are you a Geordie? And you kind of just keep saying yes, because you get sick of trying to exp yeah, you get sick of explaining it. So yeah, I'm a Geordie. Yeah, yeah. What a pairing, because I've been after Anna Williamson for some time. 
ages, Anna. Every time I get it, you're too busy or something's going on. Uh, so I had to settle for Louisa instead of this <laughs> which was a real, real fucking letdown. All she did was talk That's about her flaps That's basically the whole of Luan on the podcast. <laughs> Literally 20 minutes of, it, of, of that this week. But, um, I'm, so, I need to say thank you for, for sticking with me. Seriously, Russ. Because um, I have... Be- well, do you know what? I'm not. Let's be honest. We all lie. We all pretend. We all pretend we are. It's my bloody kids. Um, you know, and, you know, I have like a, a teeny window of opportunity um, where I can work. Uh, and, you know, doing pods and stuff requires a, a, a degree of silence. Um, although I, the irony being, I can hear my bastard children downstairs as we speak, not giving me silence. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. And today we're talking about comparisons. And I mean, I have to say there's not too much of a gender division here because I think that men and women spend their whole bloody lives comparing themselves to each other and being compared to each other. Um, But I will kick off straight away, Vic, saying how much does this blight your life would you like to tomorrow wake up everything's the same except at no point will you compare yourself to someone else and no no point will someone compare you to someone else I know it's almost impossible it's sort of like a, a social communism because without competition how can we grow but wouldn't it be nice just to have a day off? Oh my god, I think like I think like that's the thing when I wake up in the morning or when I'm struggling to get to sleep at night, like that 
that always bothers me. I constantly compare myself to what other people are doing on social media. I compare myself to the things other people are achieving, like the stage, the light, their lives they're at, like everything. And I truly believe comparison is the thief of joy. If I just mm. wasn't so obsessed with what everyone else was doing, I could maybe focus on me and achieve a little bit more. But no, I just think it's, I think it's toxic, mate. And um, but Pete, it's absolutely true what Vicky says. I don't think anyone would disagree with that. But take it away. There is a buzz, isn't there? Going yes, smash that fucking best grade <laughs> on my course, best mo most silky locks, two thousand and twenty-one or whatever you're going to win this year. There is a buzz in in coming first sometimes, mate. I'm one of the most competitive people in the world. Vic, so listen, Vic. So are you. So I I do quite like the comparison sometimes, provided that I am the best. Yeah, <laughs> I don't like it when I'm not. Obviously, if you get compared to someone and, and, and you're compared and that person's better than you and you think fucking wanker. However, if you're the one that people are comparing to, you think, yeah, I'm the bollocks. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> but I do agree with it. Social media is probably, Ugh. it's the fucking devil, isn't it? Mm. Like, it's, it, it's a really, really good thing for loads of different platforms and whatever else. But it is, it is made society as a whole compare to everything, everything you do. Because Instagram, everyone lives their best lives on social media. Everyone lives their best life. So you see it and you think, fuck, I want to be doing that. I want to be doing that. I want to be doing that. And we are talking about rejection. All aspects of rejection, apart from organ. We will not be doing kidney and liver rejection today. Although, my <laughs> dating history, organ rejection could describe at least 10 years of it. <laughs> Please let me put it in you. I, fuck I off. I have to hold my hand up and um, say I may have been an organ rejectee <laughs> in my past as well. <laughs> really? Had your organs rejected? Russell, just, I would never reject your organ, Russell, just so you know. <laughs> Thank you very much. Lovely to hear, Paul. <laughs> um, so, as you know, just to warn any listeners before you get triggered and start a change.org petition, because I've da dared to say gender exists or something, um, we trade stereotypes on purpose to interrogate them. Uh, we don't believe a lot of the silly things we say, but until we flag up some of these monsters stalking around gender conformism, how can we kick them in? That's what I think. You can't, you've got to look these monsters in the face. Sometimes they turn out to be true. How depressing is that shit, dear listener? And with rejection, I think men and women handle rejection differently, certainly in the dating realm, for one reason and one reason only. We can go into patriarchy and how men feel rejection is an insult to their masculinity in a minute, and I'm sure that's the case. But the fact of the matter, is it not, Paul Mort, is we are better practised at being rejected. We start learning at 13, um, we, we get professional by 18, and by the time we're 20, I mean, there's an old joke, that's one of mine. If you wanna if you wanna see how good a man is at being single, just look at the ratio of his forearm muscle to his bicep. If it's bigger, he's an absolute master, beta. <laughs> Mate, I, I, I agree at one hundred percent. I think that um I think that like you say, we try harder earlier on and we have to get through uh, this might just be me, a lot of no's to get to a yes, normally. Like uh, do you know those people that sell that ask you who you who your energy bills are with, like yes. on the high street. Yeah. Who your energy? They, imagine how many knows they must get every day. That's why I'll put my teenage years was like that. People that work in energy centres just get laid all the time because when they're on the pole, <laughs> it's just like, can I interest you in coming back to mine? So what if you were to switch over to my shaft and balls? Would that be something you'd be interested in? Then eventually, one <laughs> sale. That's all you need. <laughs> 
I, I actually think yeah, those those people on the street with the clipboards that you know <laughs> that you, you spend your whole life trying to dodge. Although actually, we've had a and that's been quite a good thing about the pandemic. We've had a whole year of not not having to face Some of those, those chances people. still knocked um, at the door yeah. in a viral spore pandemic. Like, can I talk to you? No, fuck off. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think they are the kings and queens of being rejected because they take that that rejection hard on the chin day in, day out. But I would yeah. agree with you as well about how, yeah, men, men just just by by biology and society uh, and learned behavior, men tend to. And as you say, let's just sort of park all of the the gender stuff. But let's just let's speak as it is and how it has been historically. Um, men tend to be the ones that do the asking out. You know, it's it's that's what it's always been like. So therefore, they are more predisposed to being rejected. But however, you know, as a female, I mean, I have had my I've had, you know, <laughs> I've had a few of my own, but actually, I have probably done more rejecting. Yeah. And that's not because I'm amazing or have a great, you know, think I'm you know amazing or anything. But I think by the very notion, as you say, from when you're a kid and you're 13 years old in the playground, it tended to be the boys that were asking you out. And as the girl, you'd say yes, <laughs> and then you'd dump them five <laughs> minutes later. So, Vicky, so I think we, you know, we would say, look, there's no doubt about it. I do uh, look at other blokes and think, oh, how's he dropped down to 10% body fat? You know, I'm fighting against age here. I do look at hair a lot I'm of an age where I've got Elvis at the front, Monk at the back. <laughs> and... Uh, and I'm thinking, I'm so I'm on some like some of my derma rolling and fucking minoxidil website. There's Rolexes and diamonds raining down on my on my Instagram suggestion. Well, like I'm fucking Drake. I'm just a bellend from a council estate. But there's a lot of girls on there too, where I'm just like, let route one perving like all men. <laughs> but Vicky, do, do you? If we looked at your wall now, is it mostly you comparing yourself to other girls? What would we find on there? Is it travel scenes of nice places you would go on holiday and discover yourself? What it's probably house stuff at the minute, isn't it? No, honestly, yeah. mine is so embarrassing. So I know exactly like the explore page that you're talking about. And for mm -hmm. me, it's all gorgeous women. It's all puppies. <laughs> <laughs> and food. a lot of gorgeous women have puppies let's not forget that double yeah. whammy now that really is heaven um and then um food i'm such a piglet so the pictures of fancy food gorgeous it's really a bit of an like a paradox actually but yeah, those... yeah that's a toxic combination <laughs> looking at women who haven't eaten followed by looking at pages of yeah. food. i just that's sit really and eat up. pasta and look at gorgeous birds all the time that'd be like pete looking at pictures of razors followed by bearded men <laughs> <laughs> Shit. So we would, you would definitely agree then, Vicky, that women are more. I mean, it's obviously it's a serious thing to me. Um, I've got a daughter that's five, and I do shit myself. I'm hoping that she's young enough that the backlash against social media would have begun by the time she gets to 13, 14, 15. I've got 10 years for them to become like, you know, the way um, some sort of Gen Zs like don't drink alcohol and they're anti all the shit we enjoy. I'm hoping whatever next, what is it, Gen A? Does it start again? Gen Z.1 <laughs> will think social media, oh my God, you're so backward. We, we just sketch on brass rubbings in fields. I'm hoping that they do shit like that. Do you know, do you know what is worrying? Uh, Vic, and you'll probably, um, you'll probably agree with this. This is a bit of, this, this always makes me really sad. You know, when you do like, like PA type things, I've done some of these like under 18 type things and you get these young girls. I bet are, you like, have. Yeah, no, 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 no. Let's not go down that route for fuck's sake. <laughs> Fucking, let's not nonce me off on a podcast. Um, <laughs> 
So um, the joke's funny when they're aged eighteen to twenty-one, Vicky, and it takes a darker edge. Yeah, it when takes they're a, under eight, it takes a real sour turn. Oh, um, I, I bet you love fucking schoolgirls, Pete. You're fucking nonsense. I can't I like believe I'm from being Vicky told <laughs> I'm too dark by you two cunts. <laughs> I'm just saying. Listen, what we're talking about was sort of semi-acceptable in the seventies, illegal now. So yeah. let's. Um, Let's, anyway, what I was going to say, so PAs, and you get these kind of like really young girls, 11, 12, and they, they come up for a picture, but they'll cover their faces. Oh, yeah, babe. And it's, it's actually really sad. They'll cover their faces. And I always go, what are, you, what are you covering your face for? She was like, oh, I'm too ugly. I can't be on social media. Oh, my like, God. And things like oh that, honestly, God. Vic, it, terrifies me. it's yeah. quite upsetting, isn't it, really? Because yeah. I've never, I don't really know anyone, obviously, of, of that age until you go to, to them sort of things. And I was like, well, what are you doing? And they're like, oh, no, I'm too ugly. I can't be on this. And you think, fucking hell, is that really how bad it's got? Because I was thinking, I thought, God, how conceited do I sound unless I haven't really been rejected? <laughs> but yeah, that's I, most but... girls, isn't it? Most girls have not well, laid it on the line and gone, do you know what? I'm just, I'm not going to shag you. It's, it's just, just, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but, yeah, but I have been. And actually, and I think, you know, and I talk a lot about, particularly with celebs they're dating, about being vulnerable. And it is really important to be vulnerable, particularly when it comes to dating. Um, but I do remember, actually, when I, when I, before, I'm, I'm married now, um, as, as you know, Russ, and I don't know if you know Paul, but yeah, I've been married with my husband now seven years. But prior to that, and when I was sort of, you know, in my sort of, you know, tellywanker days living in London, uh, you know, singleton. I remember I met this, um, I met this rugby player. Actually, instantly, I, I did actually go out with a rugby player for quite a while, um, who was amazing. But I, I then, I seem to have a thing for rugby players, clearly. But I do remember mm. I met this guy. Great tackle. This, um, great tackle. <laughs> <laughs> I, I met this guy at, um, at like this sort of, you know, charity do. Right. And I was like, oh, he's fit as. Um, anyway, he had a little bit of chat, you know, he chatted me up. I was single at the time and I was like, oh my God, I actually really quite like this guy. You know, this is, this is a bit of me. Well, he asked me out on a date. So I was like, yeah, I'd love to go on a date. Um, and he, uh, I'd like to know what you guys think of this actually. I've never admitted this. Go for and it. he, we agreed to go to, um, do you know the Oxo Tower in London? Of course. Obviously, who doesn't, best, right? Best gravy in London. Yeah, I mean, lovely. Oh, little piano bar is that everything. where all the gravy comes from that we export to the north? <laughs> well, northern boys love gravy. Northern boys love gravy. We've got the old bisto wheel down at the fucking... <laughs> Mate, I can't believe how good your fucking accent is. I can't believe it. I can't believe it. It's unbelievable. Anna, you're not getting off the hook. Go on, you're up the Oxo Tower on what happened, oh, so yeah. to speak. So, <laughs> I'm up the Oxo. He took you up the Oxo Tower. Sadly, I mean, to be honest, to be honest, boys, I mean, if only, I mean, I'd have been loved to have been taken up the Oxo Tower that night. But, um, wow. but, but alas, it, it wasn't to be. Um, because, so I, but I, so I, I, turned up for yeah. my date with this guy um and you know i was like this is you know I, I was quite quite keen actually on this guy um and i sat there at the bar and it's a great place for a date because it's quite buzzy you know it's nice little piano playing in the night it's cocktails it was, it's a really good environment and it was then anyway um i sat there and um i waited waited a bit more but he bloody didn't turn oh my god Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. 
Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.